going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I have a Beatles wig on. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. I think he started singing this song, 50 Cent, at the Super Bowl when he was upside down. Which is not uh, computer generated. Uh, 50 Cent was actually upside down with the blood rushing to his head. Unbelievable. Keep doing that. He's going to be 25 cents. That's not good for you in the long run. But God bless him for doing it. It was so exciting to hear that halftime show. Hip hop. It's a lot about the hip and it's about the hop. And we'll talk a lot about the hip on this show. But after talking to Victor, my guest, which was really, can you imagine making left turns, right turns with your life? I'm a chef. Then I get into winemaking. Then I get into making blue jeans. Now I'm a surfer. He just keeps searching for the beauty in life. You can learn a lot from him. And I bet you you can feel it in the pants that he makes. I got to get a pair of those pants. But it made me think all week about blue jeans. Who invented them? How did this come about? And it came about from this guy. Being far from the world of fashion, this businessman managed to enrich style of both the unemployed and millionaires. He invented jeans, the most popular clothes of our time. The German Jew, Levi Strauss, founded his company selling denim in over 69 countries all around the world. Wow. The history of the most famous trousers in all the world began in a small German city of Buttenheim in the north of Bavaria. There, on February 26, 1829, Lieb Strauss was born. He was the sixth son of the street dealer, Gersh Strauss. When the young man was only 17, his father died from tuberculosis. Two years later, the widowed Rebecca, together with their young children, moved to America. Picks up and moves. Lieb's senior brothers were already there selling canvas, fabrics, and ready-made garments in New York. The young Lieb Strauss also began studying the trading business. And by 1850, he became an expert in the trade and changed his name to Levi. In the middle of the 19th century, after deposits of gold had been found in California, thousands of people rushed there, making the journey over mountains and wide open seas. That's why they're called the San Francisco 49ers, because that's when they discovered the gold in 1849. This is right when Levi Strauss is hearing about everybody picking up and going to dig for gold. Levi Strauss also decided to move to the West for gold, but not to dig in the mines all day long, despite the promise of considerable profits. In January 1853, Levi Strauss received American citizenship and soon became a representative of the family business in the bustling and noisy city of San Francisco. He intended to sell clothes and equipment to the gold diggers. In fact, in the heat of the gold fever, the prices for essential goods in California, isolated from the rest of the continent by huge mountains, were simply sky high. And the clothes he's selling are shirts. They're not pants. The canvas he has is for the miners to have tents, canvas tents. 
On one occasion, Levi could not even manage to sell a piece of canvas for making tents. So he gave the length of this rough fabric to a tailor, who transformed it into ten pairs of working trousers. The gold diggers bought them instantly, as for a long time they had needed hard-wearing trousers that didn't rip or tear. These durable trousers, which protected against dust and dirt, and which were easy to clean, soon turned out to be indispensable. The original cut with a yoke behind allowed one to wear without a waist belt, and it was possible to put samples of gold and working tools into the superimposed pockets. Mm. Later, Levi replaced canvas with denim, a dense cotton fabric. The choice of the dark blue color is simple to explain. In the 19th century, indigo was the cheapest dye for fabrics. The sale of jeans was quite profitable, and in the mid-1950s, Levi Strauss became a well-known businessman in the city. In despite of being a wealthy man, he still asked his employees to name him Levi instead of Mr. Strauss. That's right. The new style of working clothes, the so-called overall suit to the waist, had great success with the Californian gold diggers. However, one problem emerged. After a while, the weight of the golden nuggets carried by the gold diggers started to tear the pockets. So here's where the genius of the rivet comes from, in the pocket. In 1872, Levi received a letter from Jacob Davis, a tailor of Baltic origin, to whom he delivered denim. Davis had a bright idea. He suggested strengthening both pockets and fasteners of the jeans with horse harness rivets. As Davis did not have the $68 necessary to patent his invention, he turned to Levi Strauss for help. Mm -hmm. And he and Jacob Davis both got the patent. On May 20, 1873, the patent numbered 139121 was awarded to Strauss and Davis. Almost at once, the unpretentious innovation transformed into impressive profit. Rivets appeared on all of Levi Strauss's jeans. However, once when a cowboy sitting by a fire was burnt by the heated groin rivet, it was decided that rivets remained only on pockets. But soon it also became necessary to remove rivets from the back pockets as they scratched chairs and saddles. Mm, but here's where the artistry comes in, making the 501 jeans and the patch that to this day is still on the back of a pair of Levi's. At the same time, the firm's double line of orange thread appeared on the back pockets. In 1886, a leather label representing two horses tearing apart a pair of Levi's was added to the back of all jeans, becoming the brand mark of the firm. The cult model number 501 appeared on sale in 1890. It has been produced by the Levi Strauss company right up until the present day. And that is how it came about. He couldn't sell the canvas for the tents, the miners didn't want it. They wanted pants. And he gave people what they wanted. That's where jeans came from. The power in those pair of pants is ultimately what was recognized by Leo Burnett making that ad campaign to making the Macho Marlboro cigarette campaign. It's just pure genius, the cowboy. What about the world of food? How is that impacted by this? Well, for me, if you talk cowboy and you talk blue jeans and sitting around a fire, you're talking barbecue and the best barbecue. Mm, my mouth is watering already. The best barbecue brisket in this town of Los Angeles. I'm going to tell you where it is 
And the guy you're going to ask for, his name is Noel. I'll tell you where that place is coming up next here on the Weekend Warriors Show on 710 ESPN.